episode 164 of Divided by Werewolves. It is January, it was 36 degrees this morning here in sunny Florida, and I didn't like it. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. People here, though, they don't seem to really know what to do when it gets cold. It's uh, Although I well, will tell you... Uh, I mean, we don't either. I mean, you know, I mean, six, like... 30s and whatever we used to kind of that but like a couple of weekends ago when it was nine degrees mm-hmm. and my heat my heat went out yeah uh, uh i i didn't know what to do so <laughs> um i will tell you i had the best secondhand interaction today at the grocery store I actually laughed uh and i don't laugh a lot at the grocery store so i do all the grocery <laughs> shopping i'll do all the menu planning cooking and i do the grocery shopping and you know down here uh you know, it's mostly old folks. Um, that's fine. Uh, and now that we're in snowbird season, you get a lot of people from upstate. And, you know, on Sunday, of course, you see all of the football fans. You know exactly who roots for what team. So I see a lot of Bills mm-hmm. gear. You know, yes, go, sir. go Bills. And uh, so I'm in the produce section. And I'm just patiently waiting for this woman to get her plum tomatoes so I can get my plum tomato. And uh, it's all good. I'm not, like, in a rush or nothing. And I I, I was people watching these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look around, and I see this older guy, and he's got, like, a Bill's... And the only reason I noticed it because of his hat. He had a Bill's trucker cap. Um, you know how, like, old men will wear, like, cat, like, like young dudes will wear hats, and they pull it snug down on their head, or they'll turn it mm-hmm. around. But old guys wear them perched like on the top of their skull, like you know, oh, there's yeah, a good yeah. six inches of empty air yeah. between the top of their head yeah, and the he, top yeah, of the hat. He, he, he's airing that shit out. Yeah. Yeah. So he had his Bills cap on, and his wife was a couple was like a step behind him, and I only noticed him because he had the Bills cap on. <laughs> I was gonna say like, oh, go Bills, and he walked past, and he goes, "Do we need anything else?" And his wife goes, "I didn't hear your question," and he goes, "Yeah, because you were on your phone." And she goes, well, I got a text. And he goes, of course you did. (laughs) (laughs) And I just thought that was the funniest thing. And I was like literally laughing out loud in the produce section of public. I'm like grabbing like little red potatoes, like laughing in the pub in the produce section people probably thought i was like losing my mind because i just was like just thinking of like how irritated he and she put it she had like her you know bejeweled bedazzled like um uh smartphone holster you know on her belt you know and so he's probably just like this bitch and this phone like she will not (laughs) It is, and she's just like looking at the texts and whatever, and he's just getting madder and madder because he needs to get everything because they need to get home by one o'clock because that's when the Bills game starts. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I had so I had not not specifically regarding a a, a football game, but I had a I had a I had a thing this week that we talked about um, when I texted the other day. Yeah. Um, That yeah, it was a similar situation, like. Cause I go, you know, I go to the gym in the mornings, uh, and I'm not, you know, you know me, yeah. and, and and most of the people listening to this show know me. Like I'm not, I'm not an overly friendly person. I don't talk to strangers. I try not to talk to strangers don't and stuff talk like that. To strangers, I, like I'll be polite, 
if yeah. someone speaks. But but typically my interactions with the public are like people giving me shit for no reason. Right. For a hat that I'm wearing. Right. Or if I'm wearing an Auburn shirt and I'm like, are you serious? Like I, like I don't. Right. You know whatever. So I had one of these situations this week. Uh, I, I went to the gym the other morning and I had my earbuds in. And I'm listening to my podcast because I listen to podcasts and listen to my audio books when I when I go to the gym. That's what I do. So I'm walking upstairs to the to the track, and this man walks by me and he's like, "Good morning," and I say, "Good morning," and uh, and then he said, "Good morning" again, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Oh, there must be somebody behind me. So I started like kind of walking faster. I was like, oh my God, somebody's behind me. I didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. And, and then like he says, and then I hear, huh, fuck you. <laughs> and I was like, like, <laughs> like I don't I mean like, to laugh, but that just makes no. me laugh. <laughs> I was like, is he talking to me? Like, <laughs> I was so confused. I was trying to be polite and, and like, keep walking uh because i thought he was talking to somebody behind me right and so and then, and then i hear him chuckle and say fuck you and he said it so loud i turned around and it's just me and him so he dead ass was saying it to me and i was like i said good morning bro like what do you want from me right like, i was so confused and i was like you know what it doesn't matter i just laughed i yeah. just kept walking i just kept well it doesn't matter yeah like but man um like for like Seriously, like first of all, you didn't have to speak, right? At all, right? I wasn't interested in speaking, right? And so, and so to go from like trying, like I'm trying to figure out like his thought process, yeah. Like he's 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 going out of his way to be polite and speak when he doesn't have to, and I'm not interested in it, right? Right? But he does that, right? And, and I respond, right? But I guess he feels like insulted. He must not have heard you respond and then felt like you were. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me. And this is, I will forget. I'll never forget this. But he went from like zero to pissed off in like zero to three seconds. Like, yeah. (laughs) Um, When Linda and I, and then we'll, we'll get into our our movies. When Linda and I first moved to Virginia, we both worked together at this um, military. uh, It was like a software company. They did like a consult. They did contracting. They, They were a company that was owned by Boeing. But they did contracting for the government, um, specifically like I worked on like military procurement software, and there was this guy. He was like a program manager or something like that, whatever. Who worked like in the same cube as me, but like further back. So like when you walked in, it's like my cube on the right, and then his was like behind it, but then on the left. And he was always like he was like one, he was very slick would be the way I would describe him. And I walked in one day, and I said good morning, and he didn't respond. And I was like, that's cool, whatever. And, you know, I sat down, unpacked, and, you know, checked my email, whatever. And I was doing my thing, and then I hear him say, Brandon. And I went, and I turned around, and I'm like, yeah. And he goes, did you say good morning? And I go, yeah. And he did this thing where he snapped and immediately went into the finger gun <laughs> and at the same time he goes good morning <laughs> and i will never forget like as long as i hope that's like on my I'll deathbed love. like that's it right there just that, i'm gonna do the same <laughs> listen 
if I'm capable in my deathbed, I'm absolutely going to do the finger guns. So uh, next time if you see that guy and he says good morning, you need to say, did you say good morning? And if he's like, yeah, just finger gun him. I'm going to. And like, say. So I did see him the next morning. Good morning. <laughs> uh, I did see him the next morning. And, and he we made eye contact and he didn't say shit. You should and I was not. like, all right. Be like, what's up? <laughs> no, I'm like, well, that's over. Good stuff. You could have been friends. I mean, I don't eat friends, man. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> like, I don't. It just it just makes me like he he went from like trying yeah. to be like he went from polite to so aggressive so quickly and that's first thing in the morning he didn't even that's need to I'm go saying. through his day to get to like I like end of the day like, at the gym you didn't, sure sure you didn't have to speak bro because I wasn't going to so like what <laughs> maybe here's what I think I feel like he 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 was like okay for my New Year's resolution I'm gonna be friendly with people. <laughs> Everybody tells me I'm antisocial. I'm not friendly. Yeah, I'm gonna turn a new leaf. Oh, it's a new now year, feel, now new me. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be friendly. And then yeah. he sees you. He's like, "Here's my chance." Yeah, he's like, "Good morning," and you yeah. don't say nothing. He's like, <laughs> "Like I just feel like, like it's like, like a Dane that. Cook." Like, mm. yeah, like fuck 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I say good morning. He just, he just didn't hear me. And he got so mad so quickly. Like, he's bro, like, why do I even bother? Yeah. And he's like fucking, he's like Arlie Army in like full metal jacket. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> well, uh. fuck you then. I'm like, no, I didn't. Okay. All right. Whatever. And all I could do was laugh. Cause like, right. I, I'm not going to like, what am I going to do? Like, yeah. I can't. Right. What, what like, Am I supposed to like turn and be like, no, I said good morning, but then you, you didn't yeah. hear it. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter. So I just laughed. Yeah, I just I don't back up. Went on, went about my way. <laughs> That's all you can do. All right. Well, new year, new movies. Uh, got some new things to get into. Um, both of these movies, one of them hits video on demand on the seventeenth, uh, so that would be Tuesday, and the other one hits video on demand on the twentieth. Uh, which would you like to talk about first? Oh, let's go ahead and knock out the uh, the the new hotness. Last from, Frontier. Uh, yeah. Okay. The new hotness from Seth Breedlove. Um, so as y'all know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, we're we're fan, big fans of Seth Breedlove and his his movies. Um, mm-hmm. Particularly, um, so his movies tend to fall into two different camps of late. So he does um, kind of like um, what you would call more folklore-driven, regional monster um, type things, um, but then also uses those discussions of like regional monster phenomenon to talk about kind of related supernatural phenomenon. Um, but then he's also kind of gone down this parallel track of kind of tracking, you know, Bigfoot, um, which I guess, you know, there are definitely some kind of parallels there. Um, <clears throat> and so, I think the last Bigfoot one we talked about, I forget the name of it, but it was basically folks in the Pacific Northwest. There was a <clears throat> kind of large section of forest in the Pacific Northwest um, that, that's, you know, basically very difficult to get into, get out of. And uh, it talked about folks there who had seen Bigfoot or, and were investigating and researching and whatnot. So, so this yeah, time, like they, had, they had like discovered some like bedding or something. They yeah. Were, yeah. Some bedding yeah. that they said were, were Bigfoot beds. That one was, um, that one was on the trail of Bigfoot, the discovery. 
Yes. Yeah. So um, this one is on the trail of Bigfoot, Last Frontier. So Seth Breedlove and his crew travel to um, Alaska, uh, you know, which would be the titular Last Frontier, uh, and once again kind of talk about folks who have had experiences um, with with Bigfoot and um, both of, you know, kind of folks re- recollecting um, experiences they've had, but then also speaking to individuals who've been researching the phenomenon, uh, kind of claim to have direct evidence um, of of Bigfoot, and then it, it, you know, kind of goes from there. Um, you know, my take on these movies is, I think that as I've as I've said before, is you know, I think I think Seth is a um, he's a very good documentarian in that Mm -hmm. he just allows things to go where they go um he doesn't put his own personal thoughts and feelings into it he he talks to folks he lets them tell their story um he doesn't really he doesn't insert himself into the films in a way that leads you to believe he is trying to persuade you kind of one way or the other now obviously Every documentarian is making choices as to who they're talking to. So just that in and of itself, the fact that he's talking to people who are saying they've seen and heard Bigfoot would lead you to believe, I would think, that he believes this stuff and is kind of shining a light on it, so to speak. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think he's a, I think he's a good filmmaker. I think he, 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 he finds ways to get people to open up, and he, um, <clears throat> you know, he, he definitely... Um, goes to some really cool places and and lets you kind of experience, um, you know the 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 landscape and get get a feel for these areas. But you know, as I've said with all of these movies, is that you know for me, what I like about the folklore type stuff is I like hearing the kind of the cultural mm-hmm. aspect of the monsters. I mm-hmm. don't. It's not that I don't believe people. If, if, but somebody who 30 years ago said they saw Bigfoot has been living with that thought for 30 years. At that point, it's, <laughs> it's whether or not they did is indis- it, it doesn't matter it, to them. It happened, right? And it's indistinguishable to them from a recollection of the actual events. So you, you right. can't, in my mind, I can't. I don't believe them because I don't believe Bigfoot exists. Right. I don't think that they're like trying to like lie intentionally, especially somebody you saw says, you know, there's a woman in the film. She had experience like 40 years ago. I don't think for 40 years she's been lying to people. I think 40 years ago she saw something. Yeah, 100%. And, and, and she yep. and and she couldn't explain what it was. In her mind it's Bigfoot. That's how it stayed. I mean, it doesn't take a lot over the past six, seven years to realize how easy it is for people to believe things that aren't true simply because it fits into something they want to believe. Yeah. Yeah, this one um, – so this one I, I, I did I did enjoy – I legitimately enjoyed this one because it felt more like – almost like a um, – almost like a documentary more about just Alaska and yes. like how, how gorgeous Alaska is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we talked about this one, uh, we talked about, uh, you know, with the, uh, with the last one that we got from the, the last screen that we got from these guys and with the, um, the werewolf, the American werewolves thing. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that 
like you said, he, he doesn't project his beliefs on anyone. He just genuinely wants to hear their stories and stuff like that. Uh, and this was another one of those. And for like an hour, <clears throat> that that's kind of what this was. Like just, just hearing the stories and like listening to the things, stuff like that. But for, for me, when this one really took off and, and I started to get super into it was the last 30 minutes mm-hmm. uh, when when <clears throat> the other part of his crew <clears throat> had had gone out and, and stayed in this place and, and recorded audio and like, you know, at least attempted to experience right. these things that people were, were talking about. That shit was so much more interesting to me, right? Than than listening to you know uh, these people who who have had experiences, but like you know you because you know, I mean, you're like me, you're skeptical and stuff, and so you when you hear people like recount these stories, you know it, it's hard to kind of believe it, but it was so much more interesting to to listen to the the two guys you know, and, and the drone you know, that, that they sent out or that, that they spent the night in this cabin and, mm-hmm. and, and they had an experience that they couldn't explain. And, and the last, like this last 30 minutes of this movie was so much better to me than the first hour. Cause the first hour, like was such a slog. Yeah. Uh, again, cause it's just people like, you know, telling their stories and stuff and whether you believe them or not, it doesn't matter. But, but like actually attempting to, to have some kind of a con, like, and it it made me think of the one that he did, you know, the first one we got with the uh, with the Bell Witch. The Bell Witch, yeah, yeah. And it, it just it took me back to that, and I'm like, man, this is so much more interesting, even if it's not true. Like, right. even if even if they caught nothing, it's so much more interesting to me. And they did, like, they had a handprint on the outside of the cabin and stuff. Like, all of that shit was so much cooler to me, right? Than than just then and, and and you know, shout to the to the effects team. Who, who does the, you know, the... Yes, the graphics and everything. The graphics yeah. and stuff like that, when, they, when they're telling these stories and, and they show these things. It's, I'm sure a lot of work went into that. And, right. And I appreciate it. But, like, I'm so much more interested in, you know, even if it leads, even if it amounts to nothing. Right. Just, you know, them hanging out. It's like the Blair Witch Project, right? It's like when you hear noises that, that you can't explain and... Like all of that stuff is so much more interesting to me. Right. But I still feel like at the end of the day, like this one is probably the best one that they've done, uh, probably out of the last three or four. Because I mean, from a production value standpoint, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Because the last, you know, the last few they did, it was just, it was just the, uh, you know, the the computer graphics of the werewolves and like, right. You're just listening to somebody tell a story, and then they kind of like cut. Like these, and I mean, don't get me wrong, very impressive things, but it's not, you know, it's just, it's just listening to people tell stories and whether you believe them or not, it doesn't matter. But right. they didn't like attempt to like capture any footage themselves. It's just yeah. listening to people. And so, so, and so for this one, you know, the fact that, that, that he put people in the cabin in, in, in a place in Alaska that's like known a hotbed for this activity. Like that's what I want. Yeah. From from what he's doing. You know? Right. And right. so and so this one I felt like this was the best one that he had done uh for me at least in a while. You know, yeah. out of the out of the last several that we've gotten. Yeah. I think though that you know I, I guess my question would be and I think that's the thing, it's like how much of a responsibility do you have 
to push back on like if you're just telling the story of like okay you know i don't know like any of this stuff i mean obviously you want people to talk to you and they're probably used to to being like laughed at or right ignored right but still you know if the, i guess it comes down to like what is the purpose of your documentary the purpose of your documentary is to say this is a documentary about this particular supernatural phenomenon and people in the area who have seen things or believe they've seen things. That's one thing. If your purpose is of, is to get to the truth of the matter, how much of a responsibility do you have to push back against folks saying, oh, like the one guy was like, he was hunting bear and he's like, you know, a werewolf, a, a Bigfoot came out and he raised his rifle and had it right between the eyes. And I'm like, bro, like you, I'm not saying you should just shoot things, just to shoot things, but you have that is the find of the fucking 21st century you had a bigfoot dead to rights you could have shot it dead between the eyes yep and put the debate to bed finally and you don't take that shot like i i don't why wouldn't you like why wouldn't you and i'm not i mean if they're you know whatever i'm not trying to be cruel or anything and say that you should just kill this thing but like like, it's like why wouldn't you I mean, all these guys, these people who've devoted their lives to going after Bigfoot and looking for evidence, you don't think if they had the opportunity mm-hmm. to fucking bring one in, they wouldn't take it? Of course mm-hmm. they would. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I mean, it was, you know, I, I, I watch these. To me, I mean, I don't I don't watch these. I watch these in the same vein that, you know, you would watch as a kid, like, in search of or unsolved mysteries, right? Or yes. Ripley's Believe right. It or Not or whatever. Right. It's entertainment. I don't look at any of this stuff mm-hmm. and go, oh, yeah, wow, now I really believe in, in Bigfoot or any of this thing. But I agree with you that this format was definitely better. Yeah. This one, like I said, like, <clears throat> like I get, you know, because I feel like, Initially, like he was just doing different stuff, mm-hmm. and and and, it, and you know it, it was entertaining. Like I I learned uh, a lot about what a Rougarou is. Yeah, you know from from the one that we got uh, from that one. But I, I didn't know what that was. Um, but you know once I you know once he like kind of honed in on the Bigfoot thing, it's like and I get it. You know the last one with the they found that bedding. It's like yeah, that's exciting if you're into this shit and you know this is what you do for a living then yeah you need to like be out there to like document that stuff but yeah it it doesn't necessarily make for compelling a compelling film you know, I, th- I i think the difference between these two is the last one felt very much like oh shit they found something we need to go out and make make a movie out of it and this one exactly. felt more planned and purposeful yes exactly it's like it's like you know i mean yeah like we found this like these clumps of like leaves and shit and maybe something put them here or maybe people did. And then they pretend, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but it, it didn't necessarily require a, an, an 80 minute movie, right. right. To keep showing, right. These few little beds or whatever. Right. Right. But, but whereas this one, you know, it, like I said, like they, they documented, uh, they, they documented people's stories and, and you know, uh, but the thing that, that they did in this one that I appreciated was they they at least attempted to have their own experiences. Like right. they they put people in this cabin that's supposed to be known for this stuff, and like there was a handprint shit like that. Like that's all I'm saying. Like just yeah. you know, you know, like at least there was a purpose for this one. Right. And I and I really enjoyed it. Right. Right. 
Um, so this one hits video on demand on the 17th. So you can you can follow along with Seth and his his Bigfoot hunting crew uh, when that drops on Tuesday. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. So this next one, uh, this one hits video on demand on the 20th. Um, it thank is, you, Shutter. Thank you, Shutter. Absolutely. Um, I guess if I had to describe it, it'd be like if you were like if you made a movie where the the Goonies and um, met a slightly toned down psycho gore man. If, well, right. If <laughs> if um, Astron Six made a Goonies movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that is uh, so. It's the latest by um, Jason. Eisner, um, mm-hmm. you know, from Hobo with a Shotgun fame. Yes, sir. Um, and that is Kids versus Aliens. Um, so, uh, like I said, this this film uh, basically follows uh, a bunch of kind of preteens um, and their older sister uh, Sam, played uh, by Phoebe Rex. Uh, and these these kids like to strap on all of their uh, Guar esque. Uh, <laughs> shoulder pads and you know make movies where you know uh dinosaur people fight yeah. space guys and whatnot lots of a uh, lots of wrestling aesthetic lots of very, ra- yeah so yeah, sam, very sam, very wrestling-esque stuff. yeah so sam is <laughs> sam is big into wrestling her her uh hero is voltara or something like that i forget the name of the actual mm-hmm. wrestler that she kind of wants to be like um but you know, Sam is, is somewhat kind of pushing back. I think uh, uh, against constantly hanging around with these these younger kids and kind of babysitting. Her parents aren't around at all. They're kind of assholes, actually. And yes, um, they are. And she kind of gets uh, some attention from uh, Billy, played by Caleb McDonald, the local. Uh, I say, I guess, bully slash heartthrob. Um, mm-hmm. Who starts kind of giving Sam some attention uh, because they want to? He wants to be, basically have a party at her house when her parents are gone. Party happens. Um, she kind of blows off her kid, her her brother, and his friends. And wouldn't you know it? Some aliens invade uh, <laughs> while they're having a party, um, and yep. it's about the, her and and her her brother and uh, his friends fighting off uh, this alien invasion. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I will say I am not like I did not. I never saw the Goonies as a kid. I came to it as an adult. Okay, all right. Um, and <clears throat> as an adult, the Goonies are pretty fucking annoying. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that hurts. I know, and I I know, and I know that's not. I know there's a lot of people right now that probably are like whatever vestiges of of anything they felt toward me were probably like, all right, we're good. Um. Yeah. I'm, you know, as a kid, I totally could understand why being into the Goonies, watching it as an adult, I was like this. I mean, it's not a movie for adults. Not to say it can't be enjoyed by adults, but I think that the Goonies. I mean, I'm an adult-ish, and I love it. Yeah, but you saw it as a kid. <laughs> Hell yeah, I did. Right, that's the I've point. That's my point. So I think I think time. there's a, I think there's a difference between someone who first saw the Goonies as a kid and then in kept mm. enjoying it into adulthood. Because yep. of that link, as someone coming in cold as an adult, and it's just like, all right, yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine, like, because right. I, I saw it. So, so here's my my history with with the Goonies. Um, I begged my parents, so so we didn't have that many options for mm-hmm. for 
theaters uh, mm-hmm. around when I grew up, right? And so I begged, begged to go to uh, – we had to go to LaGrange, uh, mm-hmm. Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I begged my mom to take me to the movies to see the Ghoulies. Because <laughs> well, that the, that hundred percent. Yeah. So <laughs> so on the on the commercial when the little the little green monster was in the toilet. Yes. Like, that was so appealing to me. I wanted to see that shit so bad. Yes. And so uh, she finally gave in and, and took me to the theater, and we went to see the Goonies, <laughs> and I sat there. Uh, for 80 some odd minutes waiting for a little green monster to <laughs> pop out of a toilet. Uh, <laughs> and that obviously never happened. But, you know, it, on the journey, I fell in love yeah. with the movie that wasn't the little green monster in the toilet movie. So, <laughs> and, I, and I think it's I waited. Funny. The whole time I was waiting, I yeah. was like, all right. Every time there was a toilet, I was like, here it comes. No. Right. No, there were no there were no little monsters in the toilets. <laughs> yeah. And and it's funny cuz my wife was we were talking to my wife about it. She's like well, what about like I was like so like movies that heavily feature like kind of preteens coming together and she's like well, what about like stand by me? And I was like well that's a serious. That's more serious, right? Like it doesn't have the same yeah. kind of sense of humor. It's a classic. It's a classic, but it doesn't have the same just like it, right? Like I mean, you're not like yeah. haha, you know. And so this movie, just for me, because of the subject matter, I immediately oh, was yeah. was just yeah, like the tone. The tone is way fucking different. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So it's like I just I you know I, I that age depending on the kid they can be cool or they can be really fucking annoying. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so and this movie they swung so much between you know a movie like this to me really I mean, and it's supposed to. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed I mean, to. You've seen Hobo with a Shotgun. Like, yes, you know you kind of know what you're getting into if, right. you're, if you're watching the new Jason Eisner hotness, right? Like it's, right. it's kind of the same thing, right? And so you know, I and here's the thing: I think the movie, like I, I really, I like the premise. I thought some of the practical effects were amazing. Yes, um, yes. Although I will say that the 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 manner in which certain characters died, I was like, well, why didn't that person get that thing happen to them? Because that person was a way bigger asshole. <laughs> like, um, but, um, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's an interesting kind of premise and, and, and I was curious to see where it went. I was ha- you know, I was, I was happy to kind of like follow it along. Um, and I don't want to give too much. I don't want to really give anything away. I was not thrilled yeah, at all you know, with the ending, but yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm curious because you're, you're a huge fan of, yeah. of Jason Eisner. So, like, how, how did you feel about it? I mean, it's it's exactly what I expected, to be honest. Okay, like, I, I I loved the aesthetic. It, it was, you know, uh, he, like Hobo the Shotgun. Uh, it was uh, a short that he made for the um, for the the trailer contest for the Grindhouse. Yeah, um, and so uh, he got recognized. I don't think he won. Mm-hmm. Because sorry, because um, it's not in the movie, but his short was so like popular mm-hmm. that he ended up getting to make a feature out of it, right? And right. I fucking love Hobo the Shotgun. Um, but it's like it's just like I'm not saying that it's good, 
but it's just so my aesthetic. Like I, I, I appreciate the the humor, the tone. Yep. It, it's such a trauma thing. The great Rucker Hauer. Yeah, and uh, and I love trauma like so much. Yeah, and so and so for somebody to be out here like making new stuff that's in the like that kind of scope or that like mm-hmm. frame. Yeah, like I appreciate it, right? And so, you know, uh, well, I think Hobo the Shotgun is a much better film than Kids mm-hmm. vs. Aliens, but just him like getting to do like kind of his his Goonies, like yeah. you said, uh, I I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I absolutely loved it. I, I laughed. I thought it was I, I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it 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 scratched every itch that I that I thought it would mm-hmm. yeah and i think the different and for me it's like i mean i i'm not really familiar with his work to be honest and so um you know i kind of they were definitely like i i thought that the i thought the kids were great in yeah. that they did a really good job uh with the roles they were given you know i mean if somebody if someone as written is supposed to be a certain way uh, and and you find the character grading, whether you're supposed to or not. To me, that that all, all that isn't necessarily the actors. And these kids were young; they did a great job. Yeah, you know, for oh, me, sure. yeah. where where I kind of like had to make some leaps was like around kind of Samantha, and she's kind of the main character. And so I was like, I I didn't I was like, does she want to be hanging out with her brother? Because she seemed pretty into it, but then also was really kind of pushing against it. But was she pushing against it because she was getting attention from, you know, Billy? And then I was like, I think so. Because, you know, know, like she obviously, she obviously like, uh, wasn't a cool kid. And, and she legitimately, I think I feel sorry. I feel like she legitimately enjoyed like making, yes, the the weird, you know, films that her and her her, her little brother and their friends are making. Yeah. But the minute that like she somebody, got attention, yeah, somebody comes into the picture who's who doesn't think this shit is cool, mm-hmm. and and is showing her some attention, she's like, oh yeah, well no, like this is way better, than, yeah, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that, but. Uh, but again, it's like it's, it, 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 there's such a parallel for me between this movie and and Psycho Gorman, and I love Psycho Gorman so much. Yeah, like that. That's it, a, that's like the movie I thought of the most when I was yeah. watching this. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. This is one hundred percent just just kind of Jason Eisner's uh, low budget Psycho Gorman, uh, and yeah, and, and, and like watching it like kind of with that mindset like it, it just it just worked for me like yeah it, like the whole like the whole time i just sat here with the dumbest fucking grin on my face mm. uh, because it's so much fun and uh it's 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 you know again like you kind of have to know what you're getting into it's not high art you know right. by any by any stretch it, it's just it's just trauma it's just astron six it it's you know if you laughed at Psycho Goreman, then I feel like you'll laugh at this. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, hundred percent. And I mean, and the movie takes a while. Like it's one of those things where it's like for a movie called Kids vs. Aliens, it actually takes a while for the aliens to show up. But once mm-hmm. they do, it's just like pedal down, like we're going. Like it yep. does not waste any time at all. I mean, there's some kind of stuff like at the beginning of the movie to like set up the fact that aliens are there, but it's not like. 
you know, sometimes with like, you know, movies like this or, you know, it's like, oh, there's like a cat missing or, you know, a pet missing or, you know, like whatever, like people in the town go missing, something like that that lead, you know, the audience is like, you know, aware that there's stuff going on in this movie. And I think it actually worked better to its credit in the way that it did it where once the aliens show up like you kind of like there's stuff happens at the beginning you kind of forget about it you, you you get the kind of the the sister brother kind of drama and everything and then the parents mm-hmm. and all that stuff and the stuff with billy and then boom the yeah. aliens show up and it's like we're just like we're fucking going and it goes yeah. it goes pretty hard like i was actually yeah, surprised um, yeah, the gore is amazing. Yeah, and I was surprised. It's expected exactly like, because it wasn't that kind of movie. It's right. almost like the last half hour and the first hour are different movies. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yep. You know, in the same way that, like, you know, basically, like the 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 kind of the terror in in Stand by Me is about, um, you know, the bully. Um, oh, Ace. Uh, yeah. yeah, Ace. Uh, what the yeah. fuck's his name in real life? I can see him. Um, uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Jesus you know, Christ. And, and that, that why, very... Why that, couldn't we remember that? <laughs> you know, that very real... It's not a supernatural thing. This is a person with issues who is causing... Who is bullying these kids and willing to to harm them to a great degree. You know, and then and then the the, the last 30 minutes is like it. Where it's like it's a spider with a clown's face, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> you know. Um, but I will say that it it worked. Uh, you know, they they and then and then kind of Samantha's journey, uh, you know, kind of realizing, um, you know, what actually was was more important, and her kind of coming into her own. It to me, it had it had a little bit of kind of Terrifier two action in there with yes. um, yep, yep, yep. Sierra, Sienna, whatever her name was. Um, uh, and, and so that was kind of cool to see. There were just some things like, I don't know, like, and I get, and I think a lot of this hinges upon, well, teenagers, right? Like, you know, yeah. um, in terms of like, you know, how she was just kind of so willing to kind of go along with anything that like Billy well, you know, did. Uh, uh, and I get it because I've raised teenagers yeah. like they, well, yeah. they so, don't have two brain cells to rub together half the time. That's a, so, well, that's kind of another thing that like, I've kind of like, started to kind of pick up on and stuff and not, and not necessarily with my own kids, but you know, with, with the, the people that I play destiny with, um, you know, cause they're younger than me and, and it's it, like, it's so funny to me, like hearing them talk about stuff because they, they, you know, I'm older, so they grew up watching different shit than I did. Right. Yeah. And so just like the things that they nerd out about, it just makes me laugh. Yeah. Because like it's like 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 what, for example? So so they're younger than me, right? And and so when they start talking about like Dragon Ball or like Oh yeah. My kids Pokemon, are Pokemon. Both of my like, kids are super into anime and I'm like Man, uh, Yeah, exactly. Nah, anime. Like, and I'm like, yo, I don't give the first fuck about anime, yeah, right? Hundred percent. But like but like I feel like I'm lame because I don't in in these these guys are, are you know younger than me and like cooler than me and stuff. So well, I'm like, I don't man, know about that, how's that possible? Maybe, maybe I should maybe I should have been watching anime this whole time. Like, right? <laughs> oh, let's, let's, let's not get crazy. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, it's just funny to me. Like yeah. the uh, the one I, I I've shadowed him out before when uh when we did Vaulted Glass stuff, but uh, saying, um, I, I called him saying Loke, uh, mm-hmm. and that's not it's saying Locke because he loves Dragon Ball Z and he's dro- he's growing his dreadlocks out. So uh, oh, see like it's not like Tone Loke. No, it's well, not. He likes to do the wild thing. He doesn't. He does not like to do. I don't know. I don't know if he likes to do the wild thing. That's, but I'm saying. Yeah, you got. You got to. You got to build up to that question. Exactly. Like you know, we're not. We're, not t- we're just playing Destiny, man. I. I ain't trying to. But I'm saying. <laughs> You're like, not like I need fifty dollars to make you. Holler. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Need, I don't. Need, I don't need to know what makes him holler. Is what I'm saying. But. Uh, <laughs> but that's just the whole thing. I just yeah. thought it was. I thought it was saying Loke. And yeah. I didn't know. I don't know why. Yeah. But no, it's like he loves Dragon Ball, and he's growing his dreadlocks out. So he's saying lock, and I'm like, oh, okay, got there it. There you go. Like I didn't know that. So there you go. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I you know, for me, it was one of the things. It's. I'm not saying it was a bad film by any stretch of the imagination. It was fun to watch. I held my attention for sure. I think I just came from it from a different place than than you did. Um. Between. Jason Eisner and the Goonies. Yeah, I, man, I was so excited. There was no way I wasn't going to enjoy this movie. Yeah, like I yeah. knew, you know, going in like that. Yeah, I'm going to be into this. I already knew it. And, and and you know, I mean, anytime somebody gets good performances out of kids, I'm like, fuck, that's fucking a that's yes. a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 100%. and you can tell that they had a good time making this movie, which 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 does a lot. Like you're, these kids felt to me like they they felt like friends. You know, they yes. they they felt yep. like they were having a good time, and they squabbled the way friends squabble and the way siblings squabble. I mean, that part was totally believable. I at no point. I mean, they I I can only imagine they probably had a blast making this movie. And it's hard to make movies with kids, uh, between just all the regulations around when they can shoot and when they can't, but then also just kind of getting them to concentrate enough. But I can imagine being kid making this movie. Holy shit! You, it must have been like a dream come true because you got yeah, to dress man, in like, armor and right, fight like, dinosaur just, people just and yeah the costumes and like getting to hang out in a barn where, yeah where like a you know, the wrestling ring yeah fucking wrestling ring yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely um so as said before this one hits uh video on demand on the 20th that's friday is and uh, is it's this one coming to shutter on friday yes yeah, it's, it's shutter exclusive it's, okay. it's hitting shutter next weekend yeah all right so uh Big ups to our friends at RJLE uh, for sending the screener along. Appreciate it, as always. Um, Okay, so on the game side, I have a little bit to talk about. And then, um, so I've been playing Evil West. Um, Yes. I had uh, totally forgotten about this game, rented it. I'd I'd finally finished um, Midnight Suns. and wanted something different. It's funny, like, you know, there is, a, I feel like this game fits into the, you know, there's AAA games and there's like A games, right? Like, like I think of like a, like a Blood Rain or like a, uh, mm-hmm. like a PsyOps, yep. you know, the MindGate conspiracy. Um, games kind of like that where they're not quite like AAA games, but they're still good. They're not like indie games, kind of that, that middle ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this game fits kind of firmly. Like a lot of the, which I find weird, hard to believe, given how big 
the IP is. A lot of the Warhammer games, to me, kind of fit in that yes. middle yes. ground. Like, One like, billion percent. Yep. You know, you can have a good time with them, but there's just the there's just something that it's just not it's as just polished. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. it's not so much a, something like a God of War, like a Ragnarok, where it's just like polished to a almost a blinding sheen. It's even it's like oh well this like perfect example when this game first came out, the cutscenes did not have subtitles. <laughs> well, it's like if you're gonna offer subtitles in your game, presumably there's a reason why people would turn that on. They probably want to know what's me included want to know what's going on in the cutscenes. So something like that or like frame rate hitches or just like you know where it's not an indie game. You're not like a fucking you know uh, pixel art dude right. you know going on a journey to find their adoptive mom and that that's incredibly <laughs> re- that is an incredibly reductive statement about indie games i apologize but um so kind of you know and i feel like this game was way more prevalent 10 years ago um and it and it really has kind of fallen by the waysides uh as a result of you know, studios consolidating and just really pushing more towards what what you would call like a guaranteed success. Um, but that being said, I mean, I'm I'm having a good time with it. It it's pretty interesting. You know, anytime you're gonna m- mash the Wild West and vampires and shit together, mm-hmm. like I'll mm-hmm. be there. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, you know, the 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 anytime you're you you bring that that supernatural aspect to to cowboy shit it has yeah. it has the potential of being you know really good it has the potential of being really bad uh, yes <laughs> yep absolutely um so and this one i think is is it kind of thre- it, it it's kind of in the middle there's some parts of it that there's some kind of falls into some 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 stereotypes of things. Oh, you know this guy. He's a he's an agent. He's he, he, you know he fights vampires and but his father is head of the agency and they clash together and he's got the grizzled partner who just wants to retire. You know so there's some like yeah. story beats that are a little tropey, but you sure. know at the same time the combat is really satisfying. So well, like, you know that that was the same way with the. Um... Uh, the the Doom clone, yeah, uh, uh, that I that I pay like seven dollars for, yeah. And fuck if I didn't have a great fucking time, you know, right. playing this game, which, you know, it wasn't a great game, but for what it was, for a Doom clone, and I love Doom, yeah. Uh, so for seven dollars, fuck if I didn't have a great time with that game. Right, and this has like all the action RPG trappings. So you know, you can buy upgrades to your weapons. You can get when you level up, you get perk points. You can spell it on, spend it on new perks. But you know, combat goes between kind of four main things. I guess five things. You've got your your gauntlet, which you can use to punch things, and you can do things like an uppercut and then punch them into like a T. And you know, you you go into an open area, and there's conveniently placed giant six foot tall piles of dynamite. You know, as as there was around the old west. So you can like you know punch things and uppercut them and then punch them into the dynamite and they explode and you know once they health gets low enough you can do an animation that kills them and you're invulnerable and you get the health drop then you get an electric gauntlet and, and that's where you can like 
you can dash to enemies and electrocute them and beat them up, or you can pull enemies towards you and beat them up. You've got a revolver. You can do single shot or do a fan shot. You've got, mm-hmm. like, a carbine that you can do, like, range. And sometimes, like, certain enemies, when they're about to, like, uh, do, like, a range attack, they'll get this little circle. And if you shoot them right away, they'll drop, like, a health pickup. And then you have a shotgun. And so you, you're constantly kind of switch. You can't just rely on any one of those things to make it through an encounter. The game does a really good job of giving you a combination of ranged enemies, close-up enemies, you know, higher difficulty enemies, so that you you really do have to... If you if you go into an encounter thinking, oh, I'm just going to use my revolver, or I'm just going to, you know, use my gauntlet, at the beginning that might be fine, but as they're throwing different enemy types in the same um, combat situation at you, you really do have to learn how to balance them all. So it really becomes this, like, dance of, all right, I'm going to zap to that guy, hit him, then fan the revolver. You know, and so I, I appreciate all of these different little kind of systems working together, but it, it, it still is very much like you walk down some hallways, finding some collectibles, you get to a giant open area, you yeah. kill a bunch of things in the big open area, yes. then you go back to some hallways. And yeah. so... Higher gun was the exact same way. Like, yeah. So, so things... from from like a level design perspective, and there, you know, there's little things you can find and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, it's not really breaking any new ground, but the way right. all the different combat things work together, it 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 actually it works pretty well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, hired gun was the exact same way. It it was such a doom clone, uh, in that you know the the way the combat worked. Um, and the way, like you said, like you move down a hallway and then you enter this arena and then, then, then they, the, then cue like the metal music yeah, and you're like, okay, like shit's about to go down. Right. Um, but it just did, it just, just enough to different, differentiate itself from Dune, like or Dune. Doom. Doom. <laughs> it's uh, way different from Doom. I just finished the book. Different. Yeah, it is way different than Doom. Yeah, uh, but just the things that it did, right? Like the the way that uh, you know the, your your the buffs worked and the way your different weapons worked and like things you had to do. But at the end of the day, it's it, you're just still kind of moving from one hallway to the next, waiting for the right. next open area to like beat the shit out of everything in that area. Yeah, and, and and it's one of those things where it's like you know, I don't know, um, you know the the guy, your main character Jesse, I don't know how he actually can walk. He must have a hundred <laughs> pounds of shit hanging off of him, you know, the gear, bandolier, and a dust leather duster, and the hat, and the gauntlet, and the this that, and the you know, and it's like you know, there's there's a kind of like almost like a Gears of War aesthetic to it where you're like, there's no way you could walk with all of that glowing armor on. <laughs> like, um, you know, and I mean, it's 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 very pulpy, which is fine. And it's not yeah, supposed I'm, to be... I'm very excited to play it. I'm relied. It's been on my list for a while. Like, I'm super excited to get... Once it, like, hits 20 bucks or, like... I think close... it's... 20 bucks is, like, the it's perfect at, at 20. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm going to be all about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm having a good time with it when it's... But at the same time, it's also one of those games where, like, you know, I spent a lot of time, and I'll get into this next, like, tinkering with Destiny builds. And I wasn't like, oh, I'd rather be playing Evil West than than playing with my doll, right? Like, 
Right. You know, yes. it's, it's it's one of those games like it's fun to play while I have it, but it it, it also there's like a slight kind of throwaway feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but you know, uh, I think you'll I think you'll yeah have for a good sure. Time like I it. said, like you know, it, it was kind of the same thing with with like I said with uh with hired gun. Like I I think I, it cost me seven dollars and and right. It wasn't like you know my favorite thing I played last year, but at the same time, like. It was it was a good time for seven dollars. Like right, 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 right. Um, okay, so the next thing and is that um, this past week, uh, you know, Destiny basically was like everybody gets all the armor mods and nothing yep. that comes from like you know raids or master content, but like right. all of the armor mods, everybody gets them, and I've been. I've never fucked with mods beyond, oh, I want more grenade energy or I needed these champion mods mm-hmm. um, before at all. And I am not, I do not have big picture thinking. So um, the way in which other folks can look at all the different like aspects and fragments and say, here's how they work together best with these exotics and those exotics, and these yes. these mods and those mods, I do not have that type of brain. Um, well, I mean, you do. I just I just feel like you know. No, we, I we, don't. We, no, you do. But we just we just really never. We don't do end game. Yeah, content. but right, that's true. Yes, and that's the thing I was, I was talking to Lynn about. I was like, you know, the the joy of this game is that you know you could you could just jump into a strike and it might take you longer than other people you might get fewer kills or whatever right but like right. you could just roll with whatever and do fine yeah, exactly um yeah. but when i was reading an article about you know how all the mods were unlocked they're like they said oh well you know here's you know people all these builds so i asked across i started watching his, some of his videos mm-hmm. yep. about some of the best builds yep. and he talked about four builds one was a stasis warlock build, an electric titan build, a void hunter build, and a solar warlock build. Uh-huh. And so that kind of led me down this rabbit hole. And because I've been playing the game for so long, all most of the exotics it said to use, I had. Uh-huh. And all the mods, for the most part, I had. Um, and so I started fucking around with different builds, but you know, the thing I forgot was that these guys do this shit for a living. Mm-hmm. Not only do they put together builds for a living, they also play Destiny for a living. So, Astacross right. saying he could solo duality with this solar build doesn't mean that I can come anywhere close yes. to yeah, soloing 100%. duality. Yeah. But, yeah. He, first of all, I don't know where he's from, but his speaking voice is... His voice is amazing. So he Chef's he kiss. <laughs> he he lives in Florida. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know if that's where he's from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he he cracks me up. Yeah, I've been watching that dude for years. But like, you just the way he explains things in terms of like you do this, and and the, explains the loop because mm-hmm. for me that's where it kind of all comes together. Is I need an understanding of what the loop is, because a lot yeah. of these builds work off of. You do this thing to get this thing, which feeds this thing, which then allows you to do this thing. So I spent the weekend making three different builds. A solar build, my Star Fox, even though she looks like a cat, 
my my <laughs> void build and then my um my ionic trace build and i used you know i never really fucked with destiny with dim destiny item manager before yes um and how how useful that is for being yep. able to and but the problem is so on the plus side you know when they're like oh the ionic trace build works best with like delicate tomb or risk runner okay well i have both of those things mm-hmm. uh fallen sunstar you know i i i had done the lost sector and gotten in and was like yeah whatever you know or you know the the solar build works best with like starfire protocol which i already had or the void one works best with controversial hold which i already mm-hmm. have plus like right. you know void weapons it's like well i rock void weapons most of the time it just happens to be that's just kind of where i live you know mm-hmm. or you know make sure that for all of those you've got weapons that do like demolitionist where i'm i'm grenade all the time so i've right. always prioritize grenades over everything so that's kind of so like because i played the game for so long i already had a lot of this stuff but also because i played the game for so long and didn't fuck around with mods i spent a lot of resources master working shit i really had no business master working because it was not yep. giving me the impact <laughs> so now i'm like house poor i'm like yeah i got three builds yep. but i cannot do this anything is so else <laughs> this is so exciting for me because <laughs> Because whereas like you, I, and Sean have done in-game content, yeah, uh, and struggled through it, uh, be, uh, and 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 no offense to you, to you or Sean, but it's I just because feel like, I didn't do, I didn't have shit to do in-game. I didn't prioritize saying, like, things. That's what I'm saying. That, like yeah. I feel like you guys just didn't pay that much attention to it and stuff. No. So it's like, and so like I'm over here, I'm trying, I'm trying to do these builds. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to get my hunter. I, I, I'm doing like my void, you know, the void stuff for my hunter so I can go in viz so I can keep us alive and shit like that. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, yeah, I know. I don't know. I got hard light. Not a big deal. <laughs> and I'm like, man, is it not a big deal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I'm over here like, you know, destiny is like, it, 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 it is what I do. Like it's, it's my main thing in my life right when everything else is fucked you know i play destiny and so i pay attention to the meta and i pay attention to the mods and i'm trying to like make my character I, my survivability is like such a thing and then and then and then you were trying to say oh we'll just play it's fine i got hard light whatever we can switch it up it's not a big deal well hard I'm light like, is yeah. actually really it is though pretty helpful about if you're trying to do match game i'm just saying no like, i <laughs> you're right but I'm just saying, maybe auto rifles aren't exactly the meta. <laughs> no, no. But but I will say, I can't tell you how many master lost sectors I've cleared using hard light because. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm saying. just saying it's. Not, I'm not saying it's the answer for everything, but I'm saying it it is not bad. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not, and I can't wait for auto rifles to become the meta again because I love me an auto rifle. Like right. I, I I just ran. God knows how many motherfucking uh, Iron Banner matches using a fucking auto rifle because yeah. I like auto rifles. Uh, right. And, and, you know, and I never came in worse than third place. And right. I only came in third like once. So. Right. But still, like, I. I no, and I, and I agree with you that there's. The again, but. There's a difference between saying, oh, I have this and I have tuned this build 
to be able to give us the best chance. And 100%, we have not kind of been in that place. And yes. and I mean, and the reality is I've been – I'm not like – like I never really cared much about resilience and, and I don't, I'm not at the point, like I wish I, I had where I could get to a hundred on both. I got pretty close on my solar. It's like, you know, 90 something and 90 something. My other two builds, not so much because, you know, I'm kind of, I, I basically was using and I, I had, I was lucky that I had a number of armor pieces that had higher resilience and higher discipline to be able to, cause so many of, so many of the warlock builds that I play, I mean, it's like a grenade thing. So like the ionic trace one, it's all about like killing enemies with ionic abilities, getting ionic traces, which feed your abilities, yep. and then just doing that loop. You know, the yep. void one is charged void grenades and how much the damage then stacks and and your um, how much of a of an overshield you get and and all that shit. And but also killing with void getting overcharged void weapons. Mm -hmm. uh to the, to be able to do that and then the solar one and the solar one is the one that I'm it's like I'm least comfortable with because it's a, it's a totally different style because it has to do with wells like using wells basically yep. the loop is you have an empowered rift you kill things in the rift that gives you grenades you've got fusion grenades two fusion grenades that explode twice and do a massive amount of damage but then yep, those grenades of, yep yep they spawn uh, wells that seek to you, that heal you, but then also give you your rift back. So it's this, it's this loop of get a rift, kill a thing, get grenades, kill things, get your rift. But rifts yep. require you to be in them. And a lot right. of the times the right. stuff that we yeah. do, like you have to be mobile. That's the thing I'm not quite sure about is, okay, like how am I supposed to use this when there's a lot of enemies? If I'm uh, just stand in it, like that, you know, if I'm supposed to yep. use the rift and get kills while I'm in it, but I'm getting fucking, you know, yep. and a grenade will explode in your face and kill you. So, right. So I know you and Sean are like, you know, obviously not, not just warlock mains, but like basically the only characters you play. As. Yeah. And so for me, it's, uh, that's not the case. Uh, yeah. I play all three classes, um, but I prefer Hunter. And so everything you're saying, I, I understand it. Yeah. Um, because I do raid uh, typically on Tuesdays, and, and I only use my Hunter. Not Hunter. Uh, I only use my Warlock uh, when I raid because because we, we, we have so many times needed uh, a well. Yeah. And so I'm just, I'm just so used to running Warlock for raids. But then when I like when I play, you know, on Wednesday with you and, and and we're just doing, you know, you know, not not simple, but like, you know, well, regular strikes, strikes don't require you to be tuned. Right. At all. Yeah. Right. And so I just kind of run whatever with my hunter and I'm like, man, this is so much more fun, you know, just to to, to do different stuff. Uh, and, and, and the raid is so like. Uh, it's such like a. I don't know. Like it's so like it's hard. It, 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 I feel like if I'm not doing it, certain things, I'm fucking up. Right. And, right. And it's so much more fun to just play the game on Wednesday with you, with right. my hunter, than than for me to feel like, yo, I, I have to run well. I have to do this. I have to have this gun. I right. have to have this this type of thing. Right. Like all that shit, which. And again, like I love this game so much, 
I'm happy to do that stuff. Right. But it's so much more fun to play on Wednesday where it doesn't matter what right. I'm doing and I can just play the game. Yeah. And, and not feel like, you know, we're going to fuck up or I'm like letting you down or like I'm, I'm, I'm not participating for the team and stuff like that. And, 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 and again, like this in game stuff that I've been doing, it's all I've ever wanted to do in this game. Right. So I, I'm not complaining. Right. But at the same time, like man, sometimes like it's just so much more fun to just play the game with you and just play the game. Right. But I am excited, very excited to to know that you're getting into the the builds and the end game stuff. And I, I'm so excited for Lightfall because, you know, I'm I, Lightfall w- is going to be, um, you know, it, even if you you weren't getting into the builds and stuff like that and shit like that, like we would have been fine. We'd have got through yeah. it, but man, like it, it's so much, uh, it's just so exciting for me, you know, to have someone, one of my best friends, like be getting into in game stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And I think for me too, what it did is like, I get so tired of doing the same things over and over again. And I, I just did not have an appreciation for how much work went into them yeah kind of coming up with these systems and the way in which they all work together and the aspects of the fragments. And, and it really is a testament, I think, to the way the game is designed that you can just jump in and do whatever and be perfectly fine. But there's also, you know, you, you, you do have uh, the ability to craft these, you know, specialized builds to allow you to, to survive the higher end thing it, it really isn't because i had always you know to some degree thought oh okay well you know you got to get this thing from a raid but you got to do the raid to get the thing from the raid because you know a lot of the times the meta revolves around this particular gun oh you got to have arbalester you got to yep. have you know yep. and, and i don't do that shit so i'm like all right well i don't do that i'm not gonna have it so i there's no point so then this really kind of opened my eyes to like well there are builds out there where you don't you have the thing or you don't need it like the void build does not require a weapon of any mm-hmm. particular type it'll be yep. better with these certain things yep but it doesn't require that it's all about the mods which most of which i already had and the way you, in which you put things together um but i basically put these builds together it was just like okay, I got nothing to do, like, because I already, like, <laughs> done most of the stuff at the Pinnacle, and I just was yeah. like, yeah, I guess I could run, like, Preservation, but, again, that's not, like, a hard, I've soloed that thing before, no problem oh, yeah. at all, so Every it's week, like, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm not gonna, like, oh, I'm gonna try to solo, you know, some dungeon by myself, I mean, I'm not that good of a player, but, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm curious, you know, once I, because I did, like, I ran a Nightfall, um, with my new solar build, but one, I, I didn't have Seeking Wells turned on, but also, like, you know, if you got two other people with you and they're just, like, killing everything, uh, you know, yeah. when you're in, like, a yeah. strike with randoms and they're just killing well, it, like, yeah. like, that's so not, like, endgame content requires yes. people working together for the most exactly. part. Like, all the stuff that you can match make with, like, I mean, the, the the newer stuff, there's so many enemies, these builds would work much better with them, but, like, you just do, like, a regular yeah. strike, the enemies are just so spread out, it's just like, alright, well... Well, yeah, it, it, it's exactly that. Like, you put so much time and effort into to your build, but if you're just doing, like, like I said, like, like the regular-ass content, like you said, like, just the, the heroic Nightfall, it's like, I mean... I mean, yeah, you might have, 
you know, a, a, a certain amount of, of, you know, uh, an advantage, but, but you really don't need it. Like no. you could just use whatever fucking gun you like, just shoot everything in the face. So, so it really only comes into play if you're doing raids, if you're doing Grandmaster Nightfalls, if you're doing like the harder stuff, which is what I want to do because there's no reason for me to keep playing this game and I'm going to, cause I love this game, but you know, I'm so glad that I found this group uh, for me to raid with. And, and because I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense to, to keep playing the base game, you know, the way I have been for fucking eight years. And it, and, and, and there's no reward for the time I put into it. I mean, yeah, like for me personally, sure. Like, cause yeah. this is what I do. Like, this is, this is my happy place, but it's, it, it's so much, it has been so much better to, uh, to be raiding and, and to do the dungeons and do these things that, you know, I, I didn't have the opportunity to do before. Yeah. And I definitely like doing the dungeons more now. I mean, raiding, I mean, I just don't, I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I just don't have a schedule. I think I, 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 my my the my willingness to to meet up with people is so low mm-hmm. <laughs> that like to then be like oh well we only raid on like monday night at eight nope not happening like i mean it's just not <laughs> it's just you know i just don't care enough um and i know i've had good time with the raids don't get me wrong but it's like you know i i like you know doing dungeons friday nights or doing whatever you know yeah. I mean, that that's you know but i just you know for me it was one of those things where it was just good to 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 kind of uncover a part of the game that I've ignored for so long. And I mean this is basically like kind of where it's going to end for now because until Lightfall comes out and and we see what Strand is about, but also I just yep. don't have I mean even if I were to get lucky and and like, you know, get a drop of an armor piece where a particular stat was high, well I can't masterwork it. I don't have enough shit. So I'd just mm-hmm. be like and you know, raising it enough to be able to put the mods on, and I mean, yeah, I might get an increase. I mean, might get a eke a couple more points out here and there, and if it was like enough to go from like, you know, tier nine to tier whatever. But I mean, I'm not going right. to be able to get it up high enough. So I mean, I think things are probably kind of where they are. But knowing that I can just like switch between and and try, and I mean, this week once reset happens, it's like. You know, I'm looking forward to playing around with the builds more with the stuff that I'll be doing. But I, you know, in terms of like end game stuff, I mean, I, I that's like Friday night when we do dungeons and stuff. That's when I do that stuff. I'm not looking to raid or whatever. I mean, I'd like to, but I'm also just not the type of person that would be like, I oh, mean, reach out to five strangers and just be like, oh. I wasn't either. But yeah, I'm I'm very happy that that you know I, I at least. You know, because I've been so I, uh, the group that I joined, uh, the guy, that, the the streamer that I that I followed and stuff, and how I, I've ended up doing raids and stuff. Like the the other day, like I so I, I clicked on my username uh, on his Discord, and I joined that Discord five years ago. Wow! And so, uh, and I never said a word, and I never, I would right. watch him stream, but I didn't interact until literally last year uh-huh. you know? and so uh i'm glad i did don't get me wrong right but yeah uh, uh yeah no i'm so not i'm just like you like i'm not typically gonna do stuff like that but for whatever reason 
you know, I, 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 it took me a long time, but I got comfortable enough, uh, with SK and, in you know, the people, uh, the other people in the discord and man, it's been, I've, I've had a fucking blast rating and I, you know, that's not a thing that I ever got to do in Destiny right. 2. I did in Destiny 1, like every week. Like right. We ran, ran, you know, the raids every week on all three classes. And, right. And Destiny 2 came out and like everybody that I used to play with stopped playing. Right. Uh, so, so for me to, to have, uh, for the last few months, been able to, to get back into raids and like, doing the in-game kind of stuff like like, like i love it because like this game is what i do like this is my thing and so right you know it, it's been great but yeah it took me five six years right you know? well i think i think too now that like it'd be before like you said where it was just like you know i mean if you're not used to doing this type of stuff and you don't have the gear or the content or the build you do feel like you're just a dead weight and people have to tell you yes. what to do. They have to tell you where to go. And, and then you're worried. Oh my God. I mean, am I going to get killed? Like I've always joked about how I spend, you know, so much of my time just staring at my shell waiting to respawn. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's fine. Like when it's you and Sean, I'm sure it gets annoying, but it's like, we're <laughs> friends. Right. But it's like, if it's like five folks that I've only known for 15 minutes, it's like that, uh, you know, yes. I just, I just feel very self-conscious yes. about, 100 percent you know thing. that type yep. of stuff so yep that's uh, why it took me so long uh to to get in game with those guys yeah yeah but um you know i'm looking forward to tuesday to kind of you know see how this shit plays uh and but then also you know monster hunter comes out and i'm like you know this is oh, the absolute like worst time man, for me to I'm start so doing excited. this because i know i'm back into is so yet another excited for that game yeah like and, and to start hunting monsters with you again, like I'm so happy. I, I I am disappointed that I can't bring my Switch character in because it just seems like mm-hmm. such a simple thing. Um, yeah, I didn't play it. Like I said, I talked about this before, but like I played fact, a ton of it. You know, the fact that that it raped the battery, like yeah, so hard, I, it just kept me from playing it. And and I love Monster Hunter. Like like the uh, the year that you and I played Monster Hunter World together, yeah, that's the longest I've taken off of Destiny since Destiny came out. Like, I I just played Monster Hunter. Yeah, um, and I I played so much. I played it all the time. I played it in the morning when I was working out. Mm-hmm. I played it from seven to eight. I played it from eight to ten. I mean, I got not super super far, but I have a good set of gear. Um. You know, I was, you know, to the point where, you, like, what you, what you're, you, you're, you're, you're trying to get to when you play Monster Hunter, where you're like, okay, I need, I need to kill this thing, I need to wear these pants, yep. you know, that type of thing, and it's like, right. you know, so to, to not be able to, um, kind of carry all that over is really frustrating, but at the same time, you know, if you're kind of just starting out because you didn't play it a lot, then that that's fine too. Yeah, for me, it's gonna be like a brand new game. Like I, yeah. I, I, I have maybe. I don't know, ten hours. Oh man, yeah. Hours. I should check. I have way more than ten. I don't know how much exactly, yeah, no. but in fact, I should probably load it up just to get a. I feel like I should play it again just to remember. Right, just to get like, re, like yeah, like re, like you know, but, like what what Monster Hunter's like because it's such a fucking 
even then, like, we, how how long do we play Monster Hunter? And we would still fucking forget to eat eat dinner. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did not forget. <laughs> I absolutely did not forget when I was playing Rise. No sir. Uh, and there's and there's so much more to it because you got to train your Palico and your Calico and mm-hmm. or Palamute and your pa- you know all that shit that it's yeah. just like. Um, also, like before we, before we sign off real quick, I just want to bring this up uh, from this weekend. It has nothing to do with Monster Hunter. Sure, uh, but just just, just video games. Uh, uh, so this weekend, uh, here at the house, uh, ad company, mm-hmm. uh, and this company showed up and was like, uh, we should play some Mario Kart. Oh. I'm like, yeah, that's fun. I like Mario Kart. Not a big deal. You know, I'll, I'll figure out how to, cause I, I never played this. Uh, so it kind of ties in for the switch. Cause I don't play, I, I, every time I played monster hunter rise, on my switch, it was just in handheld mode. Yeah, and it rapes the battery. Yeah, uh, and so the only things that I've ever played on the TV on the switch are um, uh, Smash Brothers and Mario Kart. Mm. And and Goose was talking shit about uh, her Mario Kart skills, and then I was like, "All right, well, I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put the switch in the dock. We're gonna hook this shit up." And like, she's like, "No, I meant like." Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo, and I'm like, well, I could do that because I have the SNES Mini. But oh, uh-huh. I was like, you know what? Uh, I already got the I already got the thing in the dock. We're gonna figure this out. Stuff. She's like, all right, well, I'll, we'll play the new one. I'm like, all right, but it made no sense what went down here this weekend. <laughs> okay, I stopped like, playing Mario Kart a while ago because I was like, I'm bad at this game, and it's it annoying. It was infuriating. Like I would be in first place, and then I get hit with ninety-seven chills. Oh, so it's like Mario Kart and Mario Party together. Yes, like, yeah. and, and Katie was here, and they would like, I would be in first place, and then I get hit by like ninety-seven goddamn things, and they would, they would, every fucking time end up in first and second place, and I'd end up between like third and sixth, mm. and it was infuriating. Yeah, um, but I said I was going to bring it up. So I just did. Uh, I don't like it. I'm not going to play it anymore. Fuck no, that game. No, sir. But, I don't no, like it. I don't like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 But I beat both their asses. Uh, Destiny, Monster Hunter. I I had so many other games. I mean, I've played enough Mario Kart to just be like, nah. But mm. Mario Party, that was the one for me where I was just like, I need yeah. to maintain some sort of parental, <laughs> like like I can't just be like raging at my kids because they came from last place in some kind of fucking random like yeah. no nah, son that's not how it works like you don't whatever if you're if you're winning all of Monopoly there's not a mortgage oh there's not a fucking housing crash and now I'm wiped out no I take you to the cleaners I own everything I'll, everything of I you had to buy uh, I had to buy the uh... The PlayStation, uh, the video game version of Monopoly, because Katie was so into Monopoly, <laughs> and I had to play. I had to play so much of that shit. I don't give a fuck if I ever play that game yeah. again. It's fine. It's it's exactly what it. It's exactly what it is. It's yeah. a video game representation of Monopoly. Yeah, I fucking hate Monopoly. <laughs> I remember playing Risk with my kids, and if they thought I was going to give them a pass because. Mm-hmm. I was their father. I was like, nah, this is a world of, world of global domination. It's right there exactly. in the fucking yeah. title. 
I will yeah, absolutely a... run you into the ground. Yeah. When uh, uh <laughs> so when when Katie was like a baby, like a toddler, mm-hmm. and was kind of getting into video game stuff, I was working on an achievement on Street Fighter Four, mm-hmm. and the achievement was to like win a hundred matches, but like win the match by like finishing. Uh, finishing the match, doing like your super, so like the screen was like all like yeah, yeah, doing that stuff, and so we it was Christmas, and uh, everybody was at my apartment for that Christmas, and like we you know we'd open presents like that, whatever, and like my brother was there and stuff, and uh, yeah, we were kind of everything was winding down, like everybody mm-hmm. eating this all like that, and uh, so I was like, let's play some Street Fighter, <laughs> and he's. He swore I was going to take it easy on Katie just mm. because she was two years old. No. And no. I picked Sagat. <laughs> we booted up the match. And I fucking obliterated her. Because like, <laughs> I needed my achievement, bro. Uh, he was not prepared. Yeah. The beating I was about to put on my two-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Nah. He laughed so fucking hard. Yeah. Like, I, I have a video of my brother laughing. At me beating the shit out of Katie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know what? As as PD used to say, it ain't show friends, it's show business. So. Exactly. I don't even feel bad. I need that cheap, yo. Exactly. All right. Uh, well, it's been episode one sixty four. Uh, word on the street is that Megan or M Thregan, as uh, yeah. as as uh. Uh, as the kids would say, hits VOD on the 24th. So, I'm looking forward to it. Hopes are I'm high. more excited about the the screener that we got. Yeah, yeah, yeah but we can't, can't talk, talk about, about that it, for but... a while. So, I'm hoping Megan hits when they say it does, so I can get a chance to watch. So we can talk about it next, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever it is, we'll find figure something else out. Definitely talk about killing monsters for pants. I know that much. Yo, I'm so excited for Monster Hunter. Yeah. I'm yep. so ready. I, I don't know why, but I'm so ready to get back into that fucking It's because it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. 100%. Uh, but whatever it is we decide to talk about, hopefully you'll be here with us. Uh, so it's been episode 164 of Divided by Werewolves. Thank you so much for hanging out. Look forward to spending more time with you in the next couple of weeks. So for myself and Mitch, uh, thank you again. Good night and have a good evening. Good <laughs> evening.